hands. You find your seat, find your place in your Bible in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 11, beginning in verse 7 and reading down through verse 17. Probably the most oft-used passage of Scripture in a New Year's Eve setting, but I've never preached from it uh, on this occasion, but I am today. I saw several of my friends across the nation posting their topics for the morning, and they stole my text. <laughs> Many people preach from this, and the reason they do is because C.H. Spurgeon preached from it every New Year's, and I've stolen his title this morning. I give him full credit, Good Cheer for a New Year. I love that title. If I were going to pin my title on it, I would say the eyes, E-Y-E-S, the eyes have it because we're going to look at the eyes, the eyes of God and the eyes of man this morning. In Deuteronomy, the second law, Deutero, second, nomos, law, Deuteronomy, when you put those together, this is the second giving of the law. Moses has received the law, and now he's giving it a second time. And in Deuteronomy, he gives what most people find as three exhortations. A short one to begin, chapters 2 through 4, a short one at the end before he dies, and then a long discourse, chapter 5 through 27 in the middle of the book. And right in the middle of the second discourse, we find these words as Moses, he's about to die. Well, he's 120 years old. They're right at the gate. They've come through the wilderness and they're about to enter into Canaan, but Moses is not going. There's generations behind him that are not going, but he is saying to the coming generation, get ready. You go into a new land with a new leader and a new time. And you're entering in to a new year. In Deuteronomy 11, we find him speaking, verse 7. Listen now, because this is the word of our great God. But your own eyes have seen all the great work of the Lord, which he did. You shall therefore keep every commandment which I am commanding you today so that you may be strong and go in and possess the land. They're headed to Canaan into which you are about to cross to possess it so that you may prolong your days on the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give to them and to their descendants a land flowing with milk and honey. For the land into which you are entering to possess it, it is not like the land of Egypt from which you came, where you used to sow your seed and water it with a foot like a vegetable garden. But the land into which you are about to cross to possess it, a land of hills and valleys, drinks water from the rain of heaven, a land for which the Lord your God cares. And verse 12, underline this, for the eyes of the Lord your God are always on it from the beginning even to the end of the year. It shall come about if you listen obediently to my commandments, which I am commanding you today, to love the Lord your God and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul, that he will give the rain for your land in its season, the early and the late rain that you may gather in your grain and your new wine and your oil. He will give grass in your fields for your cattle, and you shall eat and be satisfied. Beware that your hearts are not deceived. 
and that you do not turn away and serve other gods and worship them. Or the anger of the Lord will be kindled against you. and He will shut up the heavens so that there will be no rain and the ground will not yield its fruit. And you will perish quickly from the good land which the Lord is giving you. Verse 12, the eyes of the Lord are always on it from the beginning even to the end of the year. The eyes have it. The eyes of man have seen it. The eyes of God watch over it. So this morning I want you to think with me about the eyes. Here Moses is exhorting his people Israel to march toward Canaan knowing that the pillar of fire and the cloud would never leave them and manna would never cease to drop from heaven. Onward in confident joy he is encouraging them. Be assured, dear church, that from December 31, 2023 until this date in 2024, we shall not be without the tender care of heaven and not for one second Will the Lord remove his eyes from his people? Amen. He will watch over you. Every doctor's report, he already knows. Every job change, he already knows. Every transition, he already knows. Every blessing, he already knows. God is watching. It may surprise you. He knows more than you do. He's an infinite God all-powerful, all-sufficient, sovereign in every way. The eyes of the Lord are always on it from the beginning even to the end. Two things I want you to see with me this morning before we have a short time of prayer together today. Those of you on the Warrington campus, man, I love you today. Thank God for you. Pray your blessing, uh, God's blessing to be on you. I'll be there with you next Sunday looking forward to preaching live on the Warrington campus on the first Sunday of the year. They will pray as we will pray on this campus this day. First of all, see with me a looking back. Look back with thanksgiving today. Just think from here, 365, all the way back, January 1, 2023. That's what God did. Look, at you got your Bible open, Deuteronomy 11. Let me just show you what they saw in Israel. In verse number 2, they saw the greatness and the mighty hand of God in His outstretched arm. Amen. Aren't you grateful the arm of God looked over you this week, this year? Verse number 3, His signs and His wonders that He did in the midst of Egypt, and He took care of Pharaoh. Aren't you glad God takes care of our enemies? Verse number four, what he did to Egypt's army when it came to the Red Sea, they went through and he threw the horse and the rider into the sea. Aren't you glad for God's victory? Verse number five, and what he did to you in the wilderness until you came to this place. How God took care of you in the wilderness. Some of you have been in the wilderness this year. Wandering around, wondering where's God, but he's taking care of you. You've not starved. When you get down to verse number six, remember what he did to the sons of Elab, those two that defied God. The Bible says the earth opened up and swallowed them. Men, wives, children, their tent, their home, 
God took care of disobedience. Dear friend, he'll take care of disobedience among his church. We look back and thank God for his goodness. I've listed some things I want to just thank God for this year. Number one, I want to thank God for the new Chinese church that's on our campus. I saw them going upstairs today. They're having church this morning. You just have it on Sunday night. And I was over there preaching a couple of weeks ago. Thank God for Dawson Zhang and all that is going on. I remember when we started the Hispanic work here and we had a Korean work here. And then I remember when we started the Russian work. I said, are there that many Russians in town? Yeah. And then when they came and said, we're going to start a Chinese car, I said, well, are there any Chinese people in Pensacola? So, yeah, Pastor, they're here. Mandarin everywhere. Boy, I preach to them. If you are ever invited to the Chinese bring your own potluck dinner, don't you dare miss it. <laughs> what a time we have when we fellowship together. Thank God for the Chinese church. For our college ministry, I'm already getting bombarded. They've outgrown the building we built for them and started for them. And now they're saying, Pastor, what are we going to do? We're, we got more and we're in overflow. I said, well, figure it out yourself. <laughs> Nothing like a full house. Amen? Amen? Thank God for what he's doing. I drove out yesterday in the University of West Florida. Just drove and said, oh God, send revival, send revival. Thank God for giving at Olive Baptist Church during this year. A million dollars one month we played off at early learning centers out here. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. If you think that's something, you should look at last Sunday's offering. If you hadn't looked at last Sunday's offering, I challenge you this afternoon, go online and look at it. We gave more last Sunday than we gave in September. Well, somebody ought to shout. Now, I'm just telling you. And that's not even the year-end offering yet. Boy, has God been good to this old place. Beach baptism, I look back, all of those high schoolers and middle schoolers, and uh, you saw our high school minister up here today, and thank God for what he's doing, that youth group, and uh, seeing the middle school, high school, college, others that were baptized, Awanas. I've been hanging out on Wednesday night a little bit through uh, this year, just down uh, when I hadn't had a meeting walking through. It's like an anthill down there on Wednesday night. Man, they'll run over you. And when they get out, and, and you, you can just hear Carol Ann, she's down there right in the middle, on your mark, get set, go! That's the way she says it. I want her to call on me to do that one Wednesday night. <laughs> All of those kids flocking together. Thank God. What a blessed place this is. The Lord's added to our church. Grateful to God for that. Sean and Destiny been praying for a baby, and they adopted a baby this year. What a great day uh, that's been. Amen. Yeah. I was over and prayed over them the other night, and grateful to God uh, for that. And then uh, Chad Doherty and Shayla had a baby just a few days ago. Our, our, our staff's doing their part growing this church. I'm telling you, amen. I, I think I've done bad. I put that picture, in, and when I got word they had the baby at 3 o'clock in the morning, Dr. Lyle, do they all come at 3 o'clock in the morning? It seems like they do, doesn't it? Yeah. 
Well, this baby is born. I got a text at early the next morning, and I sent it out to the staff, and I said, the Doherty's have a baby. baby. Bingo! They finally got, well, all the staff's calling this baby bingo now. I didn't mean to do that. I, <laughs> under heaven, I didn't mean to. I, I meant bingo. They, they won the prize. Boy, I thank God for new additions here and in your families and the nursery. Oh, my, they're down there this morning. There were kids everywhere. Just stirring with children. People ask me times, does it bother you when kids cry in church? I said, no, it bothers me when there's not any kids in church. Well, if you don't have the cry of the newborn, you usually die. Thank God for that. Then women's ministry, oh my, could go on and on. You know, yesterday was Beth Harris's birthday. And... Uh, I preached her funeral from right here, and you remember that day, those of you, 1,500 of you that were here. I said, don't let me get past this year until we get someone doing women's ministry. I owe that to her. She's aggravated me enough about it. And so we did, and Ava came, and man, the women's group is just growing and growing. Uh, the ordinary men's group. Wednesday nights is going forward. What, what I'm trying to tell you, church, you've seen it. Don't take it for granted. God has been good to us. Amen? Thank God for that. I could go on and on with many, many other things. Those are just a few that really came to my mind here this morning as we thank God for His goodness. Your eyes have seen it. That's what... Moses said in verse 7, you look back and you see what God has done during this year. But then in verse 12, look forward. You look back with thankfulness. You look forward with faith. Look forward by faith. L look at this. The eyes of the Lord your God are always on it from the beginning even to the end of the year. You, you must have eyes that believe God and look forward with faith. obedient faith. He said in verse 8, go possess the land. Go and do it. Verse 13, he said, listen obediently unto me. When I speak, do it. God's not making a suggestion when he speaks to us. He's given a command. and He's expecting his people to walk in that command. There are some of you that are in this very place this day. You need to obey God today. There are people who visit this church, and it's time for you to put your membership in your life. In this church, it's time to be a part. It's time to have an obedient faith. Some of you have never been saved. Jesus bled, and he died for you. He went to Calvary for you. That's why we have those crosses up there to remind us that, that Jesus bled and died, and he died for you, and you need to say yes to Christ, and you need to walk into that baptistry. It's time now for you to do that. Don't wait until the new year. Make sure you finish this year in obedient faith with your membership, with your tithe. If you have ought against a brother or sister, someone that needs to forgive you or you need to forgive, lay that down. That's what this table is about. Don't hold that. Give it unto God. and Let your faith be obedient and you hear what God says to do. Do it. Sometimes God gives hard commandments. All through this text, if you'll read the rest of 
Deuteronomy, there's Mount Gerizim, Mount Ebal. There's the Mount of Blessing and the Mount of Cursing. Friend, you're either standing on the Mount of Cursing or the Mount of Blessing. When you obey God, you're on the Mount of the Blessing. When you run from God in disobedience, you're on the Mount of Cursing. You'll find that all through Deuteronomy. Obey God today. Come with obedient faith. Not only an obedient faith, but a biblical faith. In verse 13, he said, it come about, you listen obedient to my commandments. My commandments, his word. How many of you got a Bible with you today? Let's raise it up and wave it at me. All right, got your phone, whatever, that's, that's good, wave it. All right, how many of you got it memorized you don't ever bring a Bible to church? All right. Okay, bring, bring your Bible and read the commandments of God. We need to have not only an obedient faith, but a biblical faith. Now listen to me. Tomorrow's January 1st, and I have a pastoral command to give you. Starting tomorrow with your family, everyone for the month of January, we are going to read the book of Proverbs. Tomorrow, Johnny Newton and his wife will sit down somewhere and read the book of Proverbs. Liz Trailer and the pastor will sit down and read the book of Proverbs, chapter 1. The second day, we'll read chapter 2. There's 31 chapters, 31 days. And so this year, I, I want you to begin the year. You say, well, I'm going to do other, that's fine. You read you through the Bible, but I want us as a church to read through Proverbs. And we're going to weave that into January in our life. You'll see some signs out here on the wall, pray first. And the whole book of Proverbs is going to be out there. You can see it. It's printed off. And it's beautiful. And you'll have time. We'll give you some direction of how to write on there what you've read and what you've learned. We'll have a great, great time. Read what book? Proverbs, Proverbs 1 tomorrow, okay? Don't start tonight. <laughs> Unless you're up with all the fireworks going off. You can read it at 12.05 if you want to. Get started early. I don't challenge you. You're going to be reading the Bible and devote, but just... Take Proverbs, and let's as a church family have this biblical faith as we read Proverbs during the month of January. Will you do it? Amen. You for it? Vote with your hand. All in favor? Amen. All right. Aye. That's good. Good deal. If you don't do it, the curse of Ebal comes on you. <laughs> Find the blessing of God. Let's read the Word together. In this text, there is an obedient faith, a biblical faith, and then thirdly, an active faith. He says in verse 13 that you're to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. Friend, you ought to seek to be a blessing rather than get a blessing. Everybody likes to be blessed, but let me tell you, the most blessed thing happened to you is not that you get blessed, it's that you are a blessing to someone else. That's the kind of active faith that you serve and you get your hands dirty. Now, I want to ask you if you are in this room at Warrington the same, if you teach a small group class on Sunday or Wednesday, I want you to stand if you're a teacher. Teachers all over this room. Teachers, if you teach a small group of any kind, thank you, thank you. Just remain standing all across this place. On the Warrington campus the same, you're, you're standing. A church, listen to this preacher. COVID did some rotten things to the church. We believe some lies. One thing that happened to us is that we drifted away from our small groups. 
You need to get yourself back in a connection group. You, you need to get in a small group with some other people and read. Say, pray, I know more than they do. Good, you'll be a great addition to your wisdom in that church. <laughs> you see, the real ministry of this church goes on through these small groups. It's where we know people. It's where we touch people. There, there are others that work it, but these are just the teachers. There are others that work in different ways. You say, well, I'm kind of scared. They're not going to embarrass you. They're not going to hurt you. They're going to love you. And when you get in the hospital, they're going to come see you. When your baby's born, they're going to help get a food deal going for you. When your mama's sick, they're going to take her flowers. This is where the ministry muscle is found. In any larger church, it's in the small groups. We're to grow the church larger and smaller at the same time. So all of these folks that are laboring, they need you to come, be a part. They invite you, come. Just hang out with them. I have people all the time tell me, you know, Pastor, it's harder to find a small group than it is to decide to join Olive Baptist Church because there's so many to choose from Sunday and Wednesday and different times. Well, thank God for that. We try to make it wide, but you need that consistent fellowship, teaching, prayer life, and encouragement in that small group. That is an active faith, one with another. Don't seek to get blessed. Seek to be a blessing. You'll find some ministry there to do that you won't find anywhere else in the life of this church. Thank you, teachers. You be seated. Amen. Thank God for them. Harlan, thanks for what you're doing in leading us in uh, that small group work. Hey, John Huff, are you in here today? Did you come to church or did you backslide? Is John here? Where are you? There he is, way up in the top. Good to have the Huffs back with us. He helped us build education here in our church. Thank God for you, John. Grateful to God for you today. Amen. Yeah. Got out of the will of God and moved up there on the East Coast. And uh, No, we find the mind of the Lord. We send him out. We're grateful uh, for him today. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He started... Stood on the shoulders of another. Now Harlan stands on his shoulders. And we build together. And we build an active faith. The eyes of the Lord will be on us beginning at, at midnight tonight. All the way through the year. We, he will not miss one jot or tittle in your life. Amen. Good cheer for a new year that God will not give up on us. His eyes. When you think of the eyes of the Lord being on us, just think for a moment. Remember when you had little kids and you wouldn't let them out of your sight? Remember the first time they went off? You're going to let them go? I know what you did. You cheated. You called friends and said, my kid's coming, so watch out for them, Amen? Yeah. When your eye is on them, it's an eye of love. I remember my mother singing in the choir. I hated it she sang in the choir. You can see more from up there than you can see from anywhere. I couldn't move. I couldn't do anything. Oh, I sometimes thought she never listened to a sermon. She just had eyes for me. That's, <laughs> aren't you glad that God's got eyes for you? 
Amen? Just keeps his eye. He's watching. And when we began to waver, God helps us. He, he watches us. He loves us is the reason he's looking. He's not looking to curse you. He's not looking to hurt you. He's looking out of love and watching over you with watch care. Thank God. From the first day to the end of the year, the eyes of the Lord are on you. 